Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dosh, Rinko Levers. Hey everybody, and welcome back to Wrong and Wronger. I am your lovable, laughable, always affable, devil-making afternoon buffoon, slamming Steve-O, the savage man of rock and roll, coming back to you live <laughs> in your phone. And he is... James. Anyway, James, man, how are you doing today? I am impressed. Where was that uh, intro <laughs> energy for the past 200 and some episodes? <laughs> I was sitting around. I finally, we finally come to another point where I had to wait for you today. That hasn't happened in a while. Well, you did have to wait for me, and then I ended up waiting for you anyway, so you still blew it. <laughs> what? We, uh, well, that's actually true because we had this set up for a day or two ago and, uh, it was Steve's schedule that screwed the pooch one more time, but here we are delighting and amazing Judy P. Anyway, what are we going to talk about during our podcast where we talk about things that really don't matter? Well, this one matters to somebody, mainly you, because it's the source of 100% of the chaos in your life. And we're going to talk <laughs> about your real estate wheeling and dealing. You had a mm. plot of land. We even had a, a very well-watched episode of it. We had like nine yep. views on it for your vast tracts of land episode. And then you abandoned your vast tracts of land. And then you bought yep. v vaster tracts of land filled with yep. rattlesnakes. Yeah, so uh, yeah. I think the people want to know what the heck's going on with that, and uh, are you trying to die, and hopefully will you actually die? Please let, <laughs> let us all know. Well, as my wife continues to stress, it has to be an accident, because apparently <laughs> I have some life insurance policy that will only pay if I die in a horrific accident. I don't know if snakes are considered accidental or act of God. I guess she can hash that out in the aftermath, but... <laughs> Yes, we had, <laughs> we keep upgrading. So we had dibs, which cost us a little money. And I think I told you what it cost us privately, but we had to put a deposit down on 25 acres of land. And the deposit wasn't oppressive. It certainly hurt, but it was enough to give me peace of mind that if the apocalypse happened from a real estate standpoint, we had somewhere to go. Homelessness was not my jam. <laughs> so we had that plot of land, and then we started looking because it was naked land, as you and I have discussed. This was mm -hmm. going to be me as Michael Landon on Laura Ingalls Wilder's plot out in Kansas or Missouri or wherever the hell they were for that TV show that you don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but during that journey, we came upon a house in the middle of 70 acres. <clears throat> and uh, we liked that one a lot. And that became the first of four or five different offers we made on houses in the middle of a bunch of real estate. And all of them, either the owners wouldn't play ball because the market is such that sellers don't have to play ball, or we were immediately outbid because when we put the bid in, what happens, which I didn't realize, when if, if a house has been sitting for like a long time, and in this market, it's like a week. And I'm not even being facetious when I say that. If a house sits for a week, the real estate agent starts freaking out. 
So what happens is when the first person puts in an offer, that real estate agent basically shines the bat signal into the sky and contacts every other person who's looked at the property and says, this is going to move if you don't move on it first. And they get flooded with offers. So we would put in an offer and like within an hour, there'd be four or five other offers. We're like, what the uh, heck is going on here? Sorry, I don't want to get us banned off of YouTube. But uh, so that's that's what kept happening. Anyway, we came upon this property, which is, uh, I said it was 130 acres. It's actually 138.35 acres with two cabins on it. That is uh, out of town, but not as far out as our 25 acre plot. And it also has dwellings on it that we can live in while we're trying to regroup financially and be able to afford to build a house. But it has city water already up to it. It's got electricity underground all the way to the cabins. It's got septic already in place. Everything is there, plus it's got 138 acres, plus it has the delightful rattlesnakes, timber rattlesnakes, from what people on Twitter have been telling me, that uh, roam freely all about the cabins. So we have to get them exterminated before we're able to move in. But that is the story of the saga of my last I don't know, three, four, five, six weeks of existence. In the meantime, we sold our house in under 24 hours. And so the time, uh, there's a shot clock ticking in the background of my mind of when we have to get packed, moved, and need a place to land. And that has been pushing most of my awareness for a while. (sighs) I have many questions, but I think I'm going to (laughs) start with the one that's perhaps the least relevant to anything. Is it legal to kill rattlesnakes? Can you just go and shoot them or hire somebody to poison them for you? There is something called snake shot, which you load into your gun, and uh, (laughs) that'll take out a snake. So we are going to be uh, carrying with reckless abandon on our property for a while. The My first thought when we encountered, I tweeted a picture of one snake and then a picture of our home inspector trying to dig another snake out of the hot tub. To which I wasn't there, but my wife said that snake was rattling and you could hear it like 15 feet away. Like that (laughs) snake was like, uh, someone's going with me if I'm going down. But uh, my father-in-law, my first thought, sorry, let me get back on point. My Mm -hmm. Damn it. My first thought was snakes eat mice. So until we move in, let's leave the snakes there and they'll just kind of take care of the rodent problem because there's mice in the house. The house has been dormant for Mm. a while, the cabin. And uh, my wife called her dad, who said, uh, take a hoe out there with you, and those snakes got to die because (laughs) rattlesnakes don't come in ones. So you got to start now if you want to get rid of the problem. So we're going to bring guns with snake shot when we move in. But in the meantime, we're going to hire somebody to come in and try to cleanse the land. I think it's going to be a priest who burns like willow leaves out back or cedar or something and says a prayer of exorcism. I don't know what all has to happen, but yes, the rattlesnakes shall die. So my favorite part of your plan is that you want the rattlesnakes to eat the mice and the mice are in the house. Therefore, where do where where do the rattlesnakes need to be in this grand plan? (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping that mice will venture outdoors for a little R and R once in a while, and uh, maybe go for a jog with their buddy, the timber rattler, and never come back. That's my hope in a perfect world. So, was the abundance of rattlesnakes the factor that made you finally win this bidding war? Were you the only offer on this one, or was there another flood coming in? I will tell you two anecdotes that relate directly, even though you inadvertently stumbled into that question that says you are (laughs) correct, because 
so the real so this one has been on the market for a while and there's a couple of reasons for it uh one of which i can't say or people are going to know where i live <laughs> but uh it it also um the cabins have been fallow for almost three years because uh, the owner is in prison currently, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. The point is they're kind of a wreck. And so that combined with the rattlesnakes, which apparently there have been several people who have come to look at the property who have commented on the rattlesnakes <laughs> and uh, they haven't bush hogged in a while. So the, the weeds are high, but the realtor did say to our realtor, the fact that they were on property and encountered the rattlesnakes and still want to make an offer that impressed the the owner's attorney who was selling it for him that, that impressed <laughs> the seller so they like you because as soon as we put our offer in our realtor said i bet you she gets another offer by supper time and he was right i'm like damn it but uh, apparently both of our offers were roughly similar and the fact that we didn't mind the rattlesnakes impressed the owner enough that he went with ours. I don't know if she was spinning sunshine, but I don't care. We got the contract. Have you looked up the consequences of a rattlesnake bite? No, but I know enough people on Twitter who have said they've been bitten before and lived to tell the tale. But I was advised very strongly, and we have done so in the meantime, to buy something that I never knew existed, James, called snake boots. <laughs> I'm guessing those are just thick boots a snake can't bite through. And they're uh, like knee highs, yeah. Until uh, somebody else said that depending on the kind of viper, some of them can raise up before they strike, so they try to strike higher on the body and they'll get you in the back of the thigh, which, you know, that's the kind of delightful information people share on Twitter. So I don't know. Uh, someone else told me snakes can't really bite through anything thicker than a pair of jeans. So I, I'm not sure where all of this goes, but I will definitely leave my shoes on when I'm whizzing outside on my 140 acres, baby. So I guess, yeah, I, I think of I think of snakes as like coiled springs. I'm pretty sure they can definitely go over the boots. And I feel like knee-high boots are just in, encouraging them to strike higher. So rather than getting <laughs> bit in the ankle, you're going to get like a snake crotch shot. And that's really going to mess you up. <laughs> so, it's still hanging there when I walk in. Pipe is like, so how was your weekend? Anyway, yes. <laughs> my, my thought for the longest time was that rattlesnake bites were fatal, and I think they still are to like small animals and children. But I think for an adult, I think it's just super painful, and I think you just go and get medical treatment, and in general, can survive to the hospital. Now, if you don't get treatment, will you die? And you're an adult, I don't know. Um, for myself, I'd like to think I'd survive. For you, eh, I don't know. I'd be a lot of trouble <laughs> to find a new co-host. So I'm not sure which scenario <laughs> I'm rooting for there. But I guess you're right. Greeting. Cards. That's do you awesome. think yeah. you'll scare away or uh, kill a bunch of them if you just mow the property? Is that going to be like step yes. one? Yes. Yeah. So we're going to uh, pay someone to mow the entire property first, and then we'll get the apparatus for a tractor and start doing it ourselves when we decide what do we want to keep mowed and what is just going to let go wild. Okay, and then, I mean, the, the downside of, like, pacing your property shooting snakes is, like, snakes don't understand property lines. Like, you can't go and kill all the snakes in the county, so they can keep crossing that line. And evidently, yep. there's something on your property that attracts them. Like, do you know what it is? Is it is it, like, the heart of pure evil, or is it just the mice? Is it the grass? Like, what's, what is bringing the worst animal in existence onto sure. your property? Sure. Uh, well, the heart of pure evil will not arrive until I unpack. Oh, that's but... true. <laughs> 
Uh, no, it's probably just they were hanging around. We have two water sources on the property, so I'm sure they like the ponds there because the pond attracts food. But the cabins have been empty, so they uh, there's a lot of wood wood piled up, so I'm guessing mice like that, so snakes ergo like where the mice hang out. Once human activity starts to ratchet up in the area, I think most of the wildlife will retreat back to the more secluded spots. What does a snake exterminator do? Like, what are their tactics? Are they just walking around with snake boots and hopefully a cup shooting snakes? Or do they have, like, snake poison or snake traps, snake decoys? Like, walk me through that. I have heard several versions of this story. I'm guessing it's a guy with a six-pack and a lawn chair that comes out <laughs> with a shotgun across his lap. But... Somebody said you uh, poison the mice and then set them free, and hopefully the snake will eat the poison mouse before the mouse dies, and that will poison the snake. Others have said they just kind of do a visual inspection, and anytime they see a snake, they grab it and shove it into one of those snake bags or whatever hillbilly <laughs> version they have of those. And I don't actually know, nor do I care. This is Mrs. Steve's bailiwick, and she will make sure. She doesn't like spiders in our house. And I'm like, spiders eat bugs. And she's like, there ain't no bugs in this house. That spider's going to die. But snakes, that brings up the game a couple of levels, and she will make sure there are no snakes. I just love how your standards have dropped throughout this process. So at this <laughs> at this site, you were excited that it had electricity, running water, and some sort of yeah. sewer or septic system, which seemed yeah. like the basic elements of survival. And those things yeah. were so great, they could offset the presence of a deadly animal. They could, I mean, maybe it can kill you, maybe it can't. I've got to think if they team up, they can definitely kill you. And it sounds like they have enough to form a snake team. Like, these are not solo snakes. This is a snake army. It reminds me of watching, um, there's, like, you know, there's, there's house hunter shows on TV. People are like, oh, I can't throw a party for 60 people in this living room. I'm going to pass. You know, there's a room for entertainment and all that. There's a dog walker and a teacher, and they want a million-dollar house. But yeah, yeah. Th then you go watch, and there's like a House Hunters Alaska show, and it's just my yeah. favorite. It's like, well, it looks like this shed could probably survive a bear attack, or I guess we <laughs> we we might not freeze to death walking to the the outhouse. I like that there's a line here, a rope that'll keep us going in the right direction in the blizzard. It's just like so, so right. refreshing. And like at yes. some point, one place the the bathroom for the winter was like a bucket, and they're like, well, that'll be really nice in the house. <laughs> it's like this is this is delightful. I I, I instantly feel better about where I live. I'm not going to die from a bear attack. I, uh, I can go to the bathroom and flush away what I push out. And I feel like now you're in the Tennessee version of that show. Yeah, I love the uh, House Hunters Alaska. And it is, it's jarring to see what people consider a luxury up there because it's like, ooh, we can actually run water in the sink? And it's yeah. like, wow, welcome to the 20th century, yeah, the this, 18th century for that it's matter. It's like, this, this wood stove is really nice. It's like, yeah, without it, you would literally freeze to death. Like, it was very nice of them to put that in. <laughs> uh, there's no wood stove in our cabin, by the way. Uh-oh. <laughs> but anyway, now we are the owners. And because it's a little bit more remote, it's cheaper than our house was when we bought it two and a half years ago. So this feels like we're moving in the right direction financially. 
yes, surrounded by rattlesnakes in a property that barely has electricity and running water. Definitely moving the right direction, but you know, it's, uh, it's got a big iron gate, which I love. Ooh, that is, I am a fan of gates. Uh, you know what? Yes. I guess if you look at the rattlesnakes from another point of view, I mean, that's like a moat. You have like a living moat. Like nobody is going to come <laughs> rob you. Nobody's going to come visit you. They just, just put up a warning snake sign and you're, and you're good to go. Now, did you, I guess another element of danger here we haven't gotten to too much. Did you check what this guy is in prison for? Like, is he going to yes. get out and come back for you? Is it like he's got his gold buried on the property or something? <laughs> God, I wish. <laughs> we thought, Jesus, James, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much to unpack here. Oh, dude. So <laughs> when we first went, we, we didn't care much about the cabins. They're livable and we're fine. So we didn't really poke around a heck of a lot. We were enraptured by the land. So mm -hmm. we just took off and started exploring it. My wife was on site for the home inspection when the inspector went through the cabin, mm -hmm. and she was sending pictures of some of the paraphernalia that was found in the nooks and crannies of the home <laughs> that apparently were abandoned several years ago, <clears throat> and of which the new owners have no desire to come back and get. So we're going to have to call somebody to haul this stuff out. And uh, there's drug paraphernalia. There is, uh, there is a porn stash that... Uh, <laughs> sort of uh, belies some strange proclivities. There was a whole bunch of like wigs and women's clothing that we're not sure who was going to wear those. There were, there was several bottles of, um, of uh, marital aid fluid. That, <laughs> several uh, we... bottles? Are these, are these like uh, eight ounce bottles or are these like the gallon jugs? Uh, the gallon jug is probably in a bunker somewhere because these there was enough of these bottles that I think you buy these in bulk, you must get them cheaper, huh? <laughs> like uh, this was definitely a swing and pad during its day. This is a year. It's not so much a cabin as a rattlesnake surrounded sex dungeon. Now I'm putting yes. the pictures together. Okay. Yes. Yes, it is a house of ill repute. In this sex dungeon out on the range where the, <laughs> where the BDSM come to play. Oh, man, that is, that is going to be a delight. And my wife is like, when she found out you had two cabins, like, we should go down there and visit him. And after this conversation, we will never be visiting you there for any reason. <laughs> You know, I said a name earlier that I'm going to need blipped out of this show because I inadvertently said whose property we're on. And that's going to allow people to figure out where I live. Oh, but uh, you're going to make me edit this thing, Steve. I'm we sorry, we have man. a no editing rule. Oh, I don't even know what I don't, I don't even know what minute mark that was. I'm going to have to listen to like 18 <laughs> minutes of this torture. Never make me listen to our own podcast. Oh. It's you, well now we're even. You did it to yourself once. You know, Ugh. did I maybe once? But then I I was smart enough to look at the the marker. But this is like five minutes later. You're like, oh yeah. By the way, <laughs> that that name that I said loudly and clearly. Yeah, don't don't have that in there. Like. I, See, it didn't bother you because I already told you the name. And well, so you're like, well, of course, everyone knows I thought that, maybe that I... person was like a land baron. Maybe they had so much land they couldn't figure they out. They do. Like, That's the point. It's like buying from Ted Turner or like Bill Gates. You know, Bill Gates is the largest farmer in America. He's got like 263,000 acres. So if you said you bought from Bill Gates, you're like, yeah, okay. And, you know, process of elimination. They're not going to find your little 100-acre corner of Bill Gates' estate. 
Maybe. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I will edit it, and I will complain the whole time. And now, quite <laughs> frankly, I am rooting for the rattlesnakes. So that's just how that's going to be. I can't remember what why I was about to say number two. It had to do with what you said before I said we had to edit this. And I, I only barely listen to what you say when you talk anyway. But uh, it's something about... God dang, I don't remember what you asked, but my retort was going to be, I had lunch with one of my rock star buddies yesterday. Oh, when you said you're not going to come out and visit. Oh. And, and we're like, man, you got to come out. We'll, we'll shoot guns. We'll ride ATVs. We'll like do guy stuff. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And so I will say that to you too. You got to leave all them girls behind because we're going to scratch and sniff and spit and do all the guy stuff that guys do out there when you visit. Well, I, I maybe and maybe that's the way to go with that. Because when you said you had two cabins, I was imagining like two like Nashville cabins, like upscale, non-rattlesnake filled, non-sex oh. lube sort of places. And no, uh, yeah. you, and you were describing the you know cabin B, not even the cabin you're living in, but the cabin that wasn't good enough for you. You said it was the size <laughs> of like a hotel room with a bed it's and a, a bathroom. Yeah. And like I don't even take my kids to stay in one hotel room, man. Four kids and two adults <laughs> in one hotel room, never, never again. I I now will not travel at all unless we can spread ourselves out between two bathrooms, <laughs> which I guess we could do if 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 some of us, namely me, aren't afraid to go outside and use your rattlesnake yard, but I. I just leave I, shoes on. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, that's just inviting disaster. Man, fighting with rattlesnakes. I, I mean, were rattlesnakes even on your radar in Nashville? I can't. I can't. I have to imagine you probably never seen one before this happened. No, I didn't know they were indigenous to the area. But we were walking. It's actually the guest cabin that we first saw, the one that I tweeted the picture of, mm -hmm. because there's like a big wood pile in the back, and we were sort of marching around to go see it, and. Uh, my wife was walking past a corner of the house and the snake must have jumped a little because it's not <laughs> used to seeing humans. And then my wife jumped. And it's like, oh, my God, that's a snake. And then we all kind of zoomed in a little bit. And I thought, that's not a good snake either. Like we get garter <laughs> snakes and grass snakes once in a while in our yard. They just sort of mow through because there's woods near us. But I had never seen I had never been that close to a real venomous snake in my life other than in a zoo like a. Uh, it's a strange feeling of vulnerability. But I did lean in and take a close picture. I have to say, you played this whole situation wrong. So if you really wanted to come out ahead, one of yeah. you needed to get bitten by that snake. So you are on oh. a property you don't own, covered by somebody else's insurance, presumably. Ooh. You get bit by their snake. You sue. You settle for the property. Like, that's, that's how you come out with a free property for the low, low price of one snake bite. I mean, that is totally worth it. <laughs> even after the medical bills, even if it's one of those cases where it's like a $50,000 anti-venom and they, you know, they, they gouge yeah. you for it, I think the value of the property is, uh, is going to be more than that. And if you have a really good lawyer, maybe they'll even, you'll even win medical costs too. I mean, you, you, it was right there in front of you and you just weren't bold enough to grab the snake. And you might think, well, if I grab the snake, that negates the whole thing. It's like, no, no. I don't think you understand how the law works. <laughs> I don't think no matter how stupid you are, if you get hurt on somebody else's property, they're in a load of trouble. So uh, keep the law that, favors dumb people is what I hear you saying. It James. really does. And I don't think there's any evidence to the contrary on that. So uh, just remember that for next time. Next time you're in the property market, gotcha. you or anybody else, and you see a rattlesnake, you grab that rattlesnake, you get bit. Also, I should clarify, yeah. I'm not a doctor. This is not medical advice. Also not a lawyer. This is not legal advice, but I have to say, I foresee the getting bit by a, a rattlesnake on a home tour working out to your advantage.
Uh, I, you know, I actually feel bad now. There's been an opportunity lost, and I don't like leaving money on the table <laughs> that way, James. So, so close. But you have that has to be the wildest uh, home purchase ever. I just there was there was a property in Iowa. There's like one farm that has rattlesnakes in Iowa. I and I don't think I don't think of rattlesnakes being indigenous there either. But they're like super super endangered. And I imagine because all those farmers are around this one farm were smart enough to kill their rattlesnakes, so there are no yeah. more rattlesnakes. But this one farm still has them. And like, who is going to buy that farm? I thought that that is the worst thing in the world. This farm and these people die is going to lie fallow because nobody's dumb enough to buy that. And I was wrong. In the right market, anybody will buy a rattlesnake house. You'll get multiple <laughs> offers on the rattlesnake house. And then hiring a rattlesnake exterminator is just part of doing business. I just like like saying I had the air conditioner guy come over. You're going to have your snake guy come sure. over. But this is, sure. this is going to be a source of podcast episodes and tweets for years <laughs> to come. And that's really the best thing to come out of all of this. When we were looking for a home inspector, we had to find one who was comfortable with rattlesnakes. I swear to God, and that was one of the selling features of the guy we got. But I think he went a bit beyond comfortable because there was a snake in the hot water heater or in the hot tub the hot, and he in the mechanism of the hot tub, the like, motor yeah. why did he reach in there for the snake why didn't he just say okay snake snake in hot tub that'll have to be addressed by the homeowner like why did he go in there and like try to remedy the situation like a home a home inspector is not a home fixer or a snake remover but yours Gosh. apparently was both he had a hankering for killing i, don't, I like <laughs> the guy did he kill the snake no, the oh. snake was able to wriggle up deeper into the guts of the hot tub, and he finally gave up. It is still going to be there. You're going to forget about it. You're going to get that hot tub for the first time, and that is how you die. Oh, the hot tub don't work. It's going 1-800-GOD-JUNK is going to haul that son of a gun out of there. Are you going to inform them of the pre-existing condition of snake residents, or are you just going to let them surprise them? Depends on how they treat me. Just be warned, if they follow my legal strategy, they could end up Ooh. owning your property. So you might want to <laughs> forewarn them. That's an excellent point. Well, another excellent point is that we are out of time. And uh, even with the two and a half seconds James has to edit out, I don't want to take too much of your life. Not true. I don't want to take any more of my life with Breakwell. But until we meet again, until we come face to phone and me and Breakwell are buried deep in your psyche. <laughs> this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the show with all that you all say and do that's wonderful about us, to us, and for us. And until we meet again, always remember that two wrongs can make a right.